0: Welcome to Victory Church podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, his church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. The title of my message is simply this. The high cost, if I say high cost, of low living. Say low living. High cost. Low living. There is a high cost you will pay when you choose to live a low-level life. And tonight I want to read from a portion of Scripture, and it's found in the Old Testament, and it's in the book of Judges. And uh, this character that I want to look at tonight, I chose him specifically because he will be known to many, if not all. He's one of those Bible characters that whether you're a Christian or not, you you, you, you have heard of him more than likely. There are some Christian characters or some biblical characters that are so obscure, many Christians haven't even heard of them. But then there are some biblical characters that everybody has heard of, Christian, non-Christian. And so I've chosen a character tonight that most of you will know. And uh, his name is Samson. Everyone say Samson. And so I want to read from the book of Judges, Judges 15 and the first five verses. Sorry, Judges 13 and the first five verses. It said, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And so the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. Can't get any clearer than that. She was childless and unable to give birth. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless. I mean, talk about stating the obvious. Imagine having an angelic visitation. I mean, I don't know about you. have you Have you ever wanted an angelic visitation? Imagine having an angelic visitation and the first thing out of their mouth is stating the obvious. Like, you have brown hair. I mean, like, you'd be hoping for more than this. This angel says you are barren and childless, but, Oh, don't you love God's butt? What are you laughing at? What are you thinking about? But you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is to never be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. According to this account, this young boy, Samson, was born in a time where there were no kings. There were no ruling authority in the land of Israel at that time. And as a result, whenever there is no authority, there is anarchy because people do what they want to do as they see fit. They become Lord and Master of their own life. And that's exactly what is taking place here in Samson's time. And it was God who called this young boy to be a leader of Of God's people Israel for such a time as that. And so, to highlight a few things from this story tonight, I want to get into character just a little bit. And so, I need my wonderful helper Sam to come up here on stage as I try to embody the spirit of Samson tonight. Now, what you need to know about Samson is he had long hair because no razor was to ever be used on his head. Anytime you're ready, Sam. I'm just talking now. I'm just talking. Just waiting for you to put on my hair. You like that? There we go. I used to have hair this long, believe it or not. Oops, just a bit lower, Sammy. There we go. And so Sammy, oh Sammy, Samson... (laughs) Had long hair. And it was this long hair that was the source of his strength. And Samson loved (laughs) going to the gym, working out. Settle down, ladies. Settle down. (laughs) (sighs) Might wear this tonight. All right. three things tonight very quickly about this man, Samson's life, that hopefully we can all learn from. And the first thing is simply the potential of Samson's life. Say potential. 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 See, Samson had incredible potential, supernatural strength. If you read on about this man's life, you'll see that on one occasion there was a lion in his way And the Bible records that he ripped the lion apart with his bare hands. Not his lion hands, but he actually put on bare hands and ripped him up with the bare hands. All jokes aside, can you imagine the fear that would come upon us if a lion came our way? But Samson, with his hair and this supernatural strength, all this potential to do good, rips open this lion. On another occasion, he killed 30 men. There was one occasion that we read that 1,000 Philistines came to arrest him. And as they were coming upon him, this supernatural strength that he lived with came upon him and, and he just picked up the nearest thing to him. And what he found was the jawbone of a donkey. And he just picked it up and starts wielding this donkey bone and kills a thousand men. I mean, this is crazy. I just realised how much I look like Donna tonight. Ah. <laughs> uh. On another occasion, Samson ripped the city gates, ripped them clean off, including the posts, and ran 40 kilometres uphill and threw them into a valley. That's supernatural strength. Samson had an incredible start to his life, an incredible potential. But here's the thing. It wasn't just Samson that started with incredible potential. In this room tonight in 2014, this room is full of potential. You are a pile of potential. You know that? Repeat after me. I am a big pile of potential. You are. Samson had potential and you have potential. God has gifted every one of us to do something great, be it small or big. And He wants us to grab a hold of the potential that's in our lives and use it for good. The first thing we see about Samson's life is he had potential. The second thing we learn from Samson's life is that he had a problem. He not only had incredible potential, but he also had a problem. Samson had a powerful enemy, the Philistines. And for some 20 years, he fought the Philistine army on a regular basis. But that was not Samson's greatest enemy, nor was it his greatest battle. Samson's greatest battle was the battle that he had within. Samson himself became his greatest enemy. You see, he had a problem. And the particular problem that he had was with the ladies. He, He just couldn't help himself when it came to women. He had a weakness that became greater than his strength. You see, what you need to understand is that the enemy is always going to try and exploit you where you are weakest and where you are most vulnerable. And He will make sure the temptation is always there. That's why it's very important that we understand what our weaknesses are and not just assume that we don't have any. Once you know your weaknesses, He will try to use those to bring you down. Many of us would be aware of the story, not just of Samson, but a particular young lady that walked him into his life. Named Delilah. Samson liked Delilah. And on many occasions, she tried to find the source of his incredible strength. You see, while Samson liked Delilah, Delilah did not like Samson. Delilah was a woman who was being used by the Philistines to trap this man, Samson. And the Bible records that night after night, she nagged him. Yea, vexed him to the point that he was getting worn down. And on numerous occasions, he told her, the source of his great strength, but he never actually told her the real source. And so night after night, Delilah would put into practice what Samson said when it came to losing his strength. He said, if you tie me with new reeds, if you tie me with new ropes, if you do this, if you do that, I will lose all my strength. And on many occasions, Delilah would put into practice what Samson said and say to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he would just break free from whatever he said to her. And Delilah realized that this was not the source of his great strength. And now Delilah was in the middle of all of this because the Philistines were not happy. They wanted this man, Samson, dead and bound. And so Delilah was now getting sick and tired of the lies and the games. And this woman did what women can do from time to time. Nagged him to the point of death. (laughs) Relax, ladies, because I'm not talking about anyone here. And then when... Samson was at his weakest and Samson was worn down. He said to Delilah, the real source of my strength is not all the stuff that I've been telling you, but in fact, it's in the length of my hair. Since birth, a razor has never touched my hair. Delilah got on the phone to the Philistines and said, come back one more time. He's finally told me the source of his great strength. And so that very night, Sanson lay asleep. And Delilah didn't just shave his head, but she shaved it clean bald. I mean, the guy was exhausted. I mean, he was, he was literally worn out from the relentless pressure that came his way. Delilah then said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he thought that he would get up like before and shake off the enemy. But one thing he learned that night, without the secret and the source of his great strength, uh uh uh-oh, 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 saved. Uh Uh-oh. The Philistines came in. They bound him. They poked out his eyes. And he lost his great strength. My question to you, in light of us looking at Samson's life, is that not only do we, like Samson, have a lot of potential, but also we, like Samson, have weaknesses. My question to you tonight is this, do you know what your weaknesses are? Because if we don't know what our weaknesses are, there's a good chance the potential will be lost. Maybe your weakness is money. Maybe it's food. More specifically, ice cream, who knows? Power, sex, alcohol, drugs, popularity, approval. I want to say to you tonight that your greatest strength ultimately is knowing your weakness which brings me to my third point tonight and that is the product of Samson's life he had this incredible start but he was unable to turn his potential into promise such is the high cost to low living as i've already mentioned he lost his strength he lost his vision his eyes had been poked out he could no longer see and he lay in a philistine dungeon bound blind and bald. When you have no vision for your life and you know, have no strength, there's only one thing left to do. As Samson lay in this prison, bound, bald, and blind. The Philistines mocked him and said, Bring out Samson that he may entertain us. You see, without vision and without strength, all we've got is entertainment. And we weren't put here on this earth just to entertain. We weren't here as mums and dads to our children just to entertain them. And I love having fun with our kids, I love entertaining them, but that's all we've got. That's not parenting. We need vision for our kids, we need strength for our kids. God had put Samson on the planet to bring about the deliverance of God's people and yet now had been reduced to mere entertainment. And as a church, I love having fun. I love being in the mosh pit during our time of praising God. I love that. And I believe there's a place for that. But I also believe there's a place for sitting there and listening to the word. I believe there's a place for receiving the tough things in the word of God. I believe in vision and I believe in strength, not just entertainment. When the church loses its strength and vision, all it has is entertainment. When a marriage loses its vision and strength, all it's got is entertainment. When a family loses its vision and strength, all it's got is entertainment. There's lots we can learn from the life of Samson. Probably the greatest is there is a high cost to low living. And it would be wrong of me and amiss of me to think that in a room of this many people, there wouldn't be some who have not or are not in the same position as Samson. Such potential. Such a great start. And some of you have lamented, as you look back at your childhood photos and think, where did I go wrong? Where did it all go wrong for me? And often in that moment, we either see people get so depressed that they end up taking their lives. We live in a nation that has the highest rate of suicide in the Western world amongst teenagers. It's not something we as a nation should be proud of. Young people taking their lives, realizing that the potential that was there has been lost and they're overcome with grief. And they give up. They take their lives. Maybe some of you look at those photos and you lament as to the innocence that was lost, the dreams. That have gone unfulfilled. But you don't take your life. You don't blame yourself so much as you project onto others and blame others. Some in society today are just blaming everyone else. It's the government's fault. It's the church's fault. It's God's fault. It's her fault. It's his fault. But there's one more thing we can learn from the life of Samson. Samson. And it's a very encouraging thought. And as I make this point, I need Kathy to come up and join me in the band. That'd be great. If you do that quickly and quietly, that'd be much appreciated. But as Samson was in that Philistine dungeon, the Scriptures tell us something so wonderful. That the hair on his head, began to grow. Samson was foolish. Samson wasted his life on reckless living. And yet, the God who created him never left him. And even though Samson could no longer see, God could see him. Even though Samson was bound, God was free to do what he could do. And the hair on Samson's head (laughs) began to grow. And instead of Samson playing the blame game, he turned to God again. I would encourage everyone in this place tonight that no matter where you are in life, the answer is always in turning back to God. It's always found in Looking at Him. Many people ask me this question because I'm a pastor, I suppose. But they say, if God is a God of love, why do bad things happen? And I'm sure the answer can be many and varied. But essentially it comes down to this simple little thought. The reason bad things happen with a God of love is because we ignore this God of love. I mean, let's be honest. If you read the Word of God, And see how we live our lives. There's not a lot that we do that He asks us to do. And so these lives that we find ourselves living is more of a result in us choosing to live without God. As we see Samson doing. But even in the midst of this rebellion, God is ever present and ever desiring to have a relationship with His people because that's all Christianity is. Christianity essentially is not a religion of what to do and not to do. Essentially at its core is a relationship. God loved the world so much that He sent His Son. And Jesus lived a life that showed us what God the Father was like. And He laid down His life that all those that would acknowledge Jesus' life, death and burial and resurrection could have relationship with the Creator again. And so here's Samson in this dungeon, hands bound, Wiping the sweat off his brow. And I see him pictures. I'm not this is not in the Bible. This is just me seeing in pictures. I imagine him wiping the sweat off his brow and go, ooh, what's that?" Hair. The Philistines called Samson out to entertain them yet again. And Samson, with a little bit of hair on his head, asked if he could be placed between the two pillars that held up the temple that many thousands of Philistines were in. And it was there with his hand on one temple uh, pillar and his other hand on the other. He prayed to God. that God would give him strength one more time. And he pushed on those two pillars. The whole temple came down, killing more Philistines that day than on any other occasion in Samson's life. Granted, Samson's life was cut short and it's unfortunate But even up to the very last, Samson was able to fulfill the potential and promise for which he was put on planet Earth. One of the things that drives me and motivates me to get up here week after week after week is an incredible love I have, not just for God, but for people. I love people dearly. And it's my desire to see people come into their full purpose and potential. I love that. And there's nothing sadder than seeing people live below their best. And your best is not somebody else's best. Your best is your best. And so Samson was able to fulfill the promise and the potential in his life. And I say, if that can happen before Jesus, having messed up so badly, that should give each and every one of us hope in this place tonight. That no matter what we've done, and you say, oh, Tony, you don't know what I've done, and you'd be right. But God knows what you've done. God knows who you are. And God is not disgusted. God is not put off. God is a one who loves you and is wanting you to be joined with Him. To me, the Christian message is this simple that you and I matter to Him. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.